0: that okay and then we're going to get right into the service Um, I would ask of you in now in the days ahead are y'all listening when we when we call for the offering sometimes we don't give you enough time to get your stuff ready but you know really you could get your stuff ready before you even come to church you can have your offering ready because when the ushers are standing there and you're filling, it just, it just hinders the flow. So, now if God tells you to give during a service, be obedient. But usually people know what their tithe is, what their offering is. And, and then we'll, see, we don't beat the drum here. Never have and never will. But you can be led by the Spirit of
1: God. Amen? Amen. Amen. We've been talking a lot about being led by the Spirit of God. We gave you that book last week, uh, made available to you. Yesterday, Mike said something to me, and it struck me. He said, we've been talking so much about leading, being led by the Spirit of God, but sometimes how do we know how to be led by the Spirit of God? And I've been meditating a scripture. It's really an easy scripture in Psalm 22.3, and it says, he is enthroned on the praises of his people. More easily understandable, that translation could be, he inhabits the praises of his people. And sometimes, I think, in our desire and effort to praise God, which is a good thing, we can miss what God's doing. And what happens is, we praise God through, word, through music, through clapping, through song, through shouting, and it needs to be unified. But there comes a point we hit that crescendo and something changes in the spiritual realm if you take time to notice. And that change is the tangible presence of God will come. And we need to take time to recognize that. And when that happens, then our attention should not be on our praise. Our attention should be on the Spirit of God. And our attention, if, if we're loud at that point, our attention is directed towards our loudness and not towards the Spirit of God. So when it reaches that point, that is when we need to learn to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. We need to be still. It talks about be still and know that I'm God. Be still and listen. Be still and listen to what he's doing in your heart. Be still if the ministry gifts are being led to to do something or be still. So the people around you, that is so important. So the people around you, if God is ministering, the more and more we're going to have needs that come into this place. And that is the time when the spirit of God meets that individual with those needs. So it's very important at that point that we be sensitive and we be still. So we, I think when we look at that scripture, That God inhabits the praises of our people. We have to approach that scripture in faith. That if we are in fact praising God in spirit and truth, he's going to come. And we want him to minister. It's like inviting an honored guest to your house for dinner. And when they arrive... We don't pay attention to them because we're so busy doing all the talking or whatever. So it's important as we, God says he's gonna come, he's gonna inhabit that. We need to receive that by faith and make sure that we hear from God. So that is my, my encouragement for today. A couple announcements. We have Patriots United at six o'clock on Tuesday. We have prayer on Wednesday night at seven. We have next week will be our Easter service. It will be for the whole family. And then Tuesday morning, this is important, at 9.30 at the Madison County Courthouse. The county clerk and the county commissioners are going to be meeting. And we would like to have a lot of people, if you're available, to be there because we want to encourage them that they promote counting the ballots by hand because that promotes more voter accuracy and less voter fraud. So that's nine thirty at the county courthouse this Tuesday. If you can come, and like they said, the presence of men is important. So the presence of women is good, and I'm not downplaying that. But if guys, if you can be there, that would be a good time. Thank you. Amen.
0: Uh, Next thing, uh, how many of you read the Harvest book? Or are in the process of reading it? Um, In there, and I I was looking for it this morning. I couldn't find it. But he talked about how in the days ahead, the harvest will be so great that the church will not be able to handle it. Um, Years ago, we did home Bible study, and it's all right, you know, back then that we did it. And we quit for a while. Uh, but right now, I was, I was, it was interesting because Steve and um, Darla had asked if they could do a Bible study. And uh, usually, I like to get to know people. Amen? Because I'm the shepherd. And well, I know them and they're good people. And so why don't you come quick. And then, Adam, I want you to stand up first and introduce your family. Would you do that? Can I put you on the spot? No. Yeah, yeah. Just stand up and tell tell everybody who you are. Austin's <laughs> over in the corner. And is right here Amen. Amber, why don't you come up? Uh where's well you're up here. Tell how you two know each other. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but what happened between the two of you? (laughs) Well, she was telling me about some symptoms she had, and how her
0: knees were hurting. I said, I don't feel that, and
2: we prayed, and God's
0: healed her. So, but what else happened between the two of you? (laughs) I could go ahead share
3: well she prayed for me and she prayed in the spirit she prayed in tongues over me and i was like whoa and like and i i instantly like i wasn't skeptical about it i mean i believe i i had heard of it but i had never walked in that or done it myself um and she she held my hands and she's like, well, you believe you've received it, right? You've asked Jesus into your heart. And I go, yes, I've received it. And I'll, I just remember, I don't know if you remember, you're holding my hands across the table. And I couldn't, I was crying. I mean, I just could not stop crying. I was weeping. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, it's not you. I just couldn't stop crying. Well, then that night, I, I prayed in tongues for the first time. So, and then Amen. ever since, me and her, we've been, we get together weekly. And yeah. she's helped me so much. I'm, I'm just humbled that God yeah. would bring her in my life because... Um God knew I was hungry for more, and i and i and I wanted more of him and but there was a lot i didn't know yet because we weren't in a a church home at that time, you know we were trying to find where we were um God wanted to place us, and so yeah, I knew it took you a while he yeah <laughs> yes, so I knew he he brought her across my path, you know for that reason, so
0: well she came to me and and she said. He, and I'll, let her, I'll let her share why healing is so important because of her own you know, personal testimony with her family. But she said she's doing a, a Bible study on healing, and Nancy Dufresne is doing it. It's a video thing. And how many of you know who the Ed Dufresne was? Prophet. And he'd <laughs> been here many times. Of all the men of God, probably, he was in the top. Sweet man. And so she's doing a a video series on healing. So give them quickly, just briefly, how, how you got into this and what you're doing.
2: and three days later we conceived Annie. Um, I know it's that God. because when I was pregnant I said what's my conception date and he told me and it was three days after I dropped that video. Okay, so she was born and they said something's wrong with her heart. The valves aren't working properly, we've got to take her to children, we've got to do all these tests. And um, they left and I looked at her and I said I said, God did not heal us to give us a broken baby. It, it just wasn't right. Um so they took her for two hours. It came back and the doctor just said we can't
3: find anything wrong with her. So Praise God. God
2: and there's just there's just been a number of healings he's done. Um so I and the Lord has like pushed me into like my ministry to pray healing for people. Um, he's told me that and I was like okay Lord what does this look like and it's been this waiting period long story short I was riding my air dye in my living room and um, <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
0: Okay, yeah. so that that is um, a Bible study that, to make yourself available available to uh, for healing especially, yeah. okay. and so now Steve, you share because you came to me. What's on your heart? Yeah, you can sit down if you want. <laughs>
4: study. Uh, It's called experiencing God and what it basically does is that you spend uh, five days a week doing self-study. the Study, prayer, and and those type of things, and then we gather once a week. There's a short, ten minute uh, video clip, and then what we do is we basically review uh, what we uh, did or you know what what happened during the week <coughs> as you were doing your self study. So the the weekly meeting would be about an hour. Okay.
0: Hour and, a half. and what day are you doing this?
4: Uh, it is a commitment I, I, I do have to tell you we don't want anybody to just kind of get going in it because uh, you, you've got other people that we're doing in it. if you're not ready to commit to that that's okay, that's fine and we'll always be there and it'll always be another time
0: okay, amen okay. now um, stand up please we're going to worship God let me just clarify some things um I really believe these Bible studies are, are for us, amen, but I really believe these Bible studies are going to reach out to people that are unchurched people. Yeah. I believe this is going to be a vehicle or an avenue for um, people to get in and get the Word and get grounded in the things of God, yeah. amen. amen? So, every and I've told them, we do not, when you have Bible studies... We do not pull people from other churches. How many times have you two heard to this church? We don't do it that way. People are called here. We don't rob other churches to fill these seats. <coughs> Amen. So if you bring somebody that Bible study that has a church, they need to stay in that church. Unless God speaks to them dramatically. Amen. And so this is available. This is, a, I believe, a God thing for the days ahead. It's in the Harvest Book, and I really believe it. Amen. Father, this morning we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. Spirit of grace, we invite you into this place today to teach us, to lead us, and help us exalt our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen.
5: Seen that day Seemed as the darkest hour Of filing hope Broke through and shook Try she sure.
0: Father, we do worship you this morning. Lord Jesus, we remember you this morning. And we give you all our praise, all the glory, all the honor that's due your wonderful name. Holy Spirit, help us prepare our hearts in the next few minutes for the communion table. Our ears are open to hear what you're speaking to us individually and corporately as a church body. And everyone in agreement said, amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Ushers, if you'd wait upon the people. I'm sorry, I forgot to do the offering. Just go ahead right now. And if you need an envelope, raise your hand. Your neighbor and say, "I'm sure glad you're here." Would you put up, please, those five questions? I had a message, and then I believe the Spirit of God changed it. And I want to follow after the Spirit of God. And what's frustrating to me right now in this season, I have so much to say, and but yet I need to yield to the Spirit. And uh, it's all about what he wants. And um, I was walking across the parking lot yesterday afternoon, and I, you know, I know it was the spirit of God. And and, uh, how? And the statement rose up in my heart. How can you follow the Holy Ghost unless you know the Holy Ghost? And. We're so quick to say, well, just follow after the Holy Ghost. Well, if you're telling somebody that doesn't know the Holy Ghost or his voice, how can they follow the Holy Ghost? So if we're in an hour, people, you need to get in your prayer closet and get to know him. Amen. These are five questions this morning, and uh, we're going to ask ourselves these questions, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on each one. And then when we're done with that, I'm going to read to you some scriptures as we remember the Lord Jesus Christ. But the first question is this. You guys can sit down if you want to. Thank you. Number one, is my heart truly engaged when I worship God or has it become a soulish exercise of religious tradition? And Kathy touched on that and I want to touch on that. In Matthew um, 15 and verse 8, it says, These people draw near to me with their mouth. And honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. So you can be here on a Sunday morning and worshiping God, maybe doing it with your mouth, but your heart's not engaged. And our hearts, folks, have to be engaged in the days ahead. John 4 and verse 24, I'm going to read it from the message. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father is out looking for. Those who are simply and honestly themselves before Him in their worship. God is sheer being itself spirit. Those who worship Him must do it out of their very being, their spirits, their true selves, in adoration. It's got to come from here. Now, Tuesday or Monday night when I went to bed, I remind God, not every night, but I, you said, "Lord, young man shall see visions, and old man shall dream dreams." Well, I'm, I'm getting there to be the older part. And I had a dream, and it was so vivid. I was in a room, and it it, was—it really didn't seem like this was was this building, but it was so crowded. And I remember I was blessing you, speaking the word over you. And I woke up in in the dream vividly remembering what I was speaking to you and declaring. And it was about you being blessed. It was about you being successful. And as I was praying, Abe, he, he in his Abe way, came running down the aisle and he had two large cymbals. And I already talked to him so he knows I'm not correcting him or he had nothing to, you know. And before he could do it, I said, don't you dare. (laughs) Now, I thought about that dream and reflected upon that dream. I, I knew instantly he was out of order. He was out of order. Amen. And uh, fortunately, I stopped him. And it wasn't, I'm not saying you're out of order, so that's why I already, so he doesn't leave all but hurt. That's an expression, isn't it? You got to learn how to talk like the young ones, huh? But, folks, we can get out of order in our worship. You can get out of order out here on a Sunday morning. Not worshiping God out of your spirit, and you do it just out of, just a habit. You know, my, my boys now, they get kind of embarrassed, and they'll, they'll say, there was the, Saturday morning, there was a policeman in our backyard with his gun drawn, going through her raspberries. You don't I'd normally see that. And first thing Micah says, don't you go out there and talk to him. (laughs) I thought it would be funny to yell at him and say, get out of our raspberries. But I didn't do that. But we can come, as we grow older, the older ones, we can become oblivious. It's like the Patriots United and it's like church services. You've been trained to turn your phones off. But because you're just a creature of habit, you just don't do it. And you have to be trained. And that's what the Spirit of God, He's training us now, getting us ready for what's to come. How to truly honor the presence of God and worship Him from our spirit. Don't ever show up with symbols. (laughs) They can get out of order too. But see, that's the job of the shepherd to make sure we're in proper order. You know, a lot of times we can just praise God out of habit. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's soulish. It's not out of your spirit. And it would behoove all of us to be quiet and just reverence God quietly. Praise God! Praise God! Praise God! No. No. Now, there's a time when you jump and shout and dance, and you'll get it. I'll know it. You'll know it. But otherwise, when the Spirit of God... I don't know if you grasp this, folks, but God shows up in this church... And it's getting stronger and it's increasing. There are people, good people out there in churches today out of religious tradition going and doing their thing every week. The same thing every week. God doesn't show up. I want God. I want the real thing. And we're going to have to learn how to welcome him in, it's it's like a you know a wild animal that you're taming. It's just they don't want to get near you, and you got to kind of offer them a little bit of. It's just like I want you, Father, but we've got to make sure we honor His presence and we don't get out of order. 1 Corinthians 13 once, as though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. So when we worship God, we've got to consider God and we've got to consider the people around us and be sensitive. Amen? The other thing, my, my boys, we, uh, how many have seen those progressive commercials? Let me see your hands. You know what I'm talking about? They just just torment me. Dad, that's you, Dad. That's you, Dad. We don't need to be a spiritual progressive commercial. Let's learn how to do it right. You coach them how to wrestle and do it right. Let's learn how to worship God in spirit and in truth. Harvest Church, our worship must be in proper spiritual order. The fear of God and love for God and others will manifest His presence. Amen. Okay, number two. Do I have an increasing personal desire to know Jesus more intimately? Look at Matthew 21, verse 1. Matthew 21. This is the triumphant entry. Matthew 21 I'm going to kind of go back and forth from another gospel it says now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethage at the Mount of Olives then Jesus sent two disciples saying go to them, go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her loose them, bring them to me and if anyone says anything to you you shall say the Lord has needed them and immediately he will send them All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a a donkey, so the. Disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and colt, laid their clothes on them and set them on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees, spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Verse 10. And when he'd come into Jerusalem Some of the city? We don't take time to think about that. All of the city was moved saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Prior to Jesus riding into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, do you remember what happened before this? Lazarus was raised from the dead. Was that a miracle? Oh, yeah. And then the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees and the religious rulers, they were, oh my gosh, they were mad. And they just wanted to take care of Jesus. The miracle had caused a great stir among the people and they went out to escort Jesus into the city. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. But... As I read to you, it says this, and I want you to understand this. And when he'd come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? So there had to be people that did not know who he was. So the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Not Messiah, the prophet even the people that shouted his praises only dimly recognized him as messiah in all reality they did not see him as his messiah as the messiah but just a prophet they had no understanding of his mission or the true nature of his kingdom let me read to you a scripture, you don't need to turn there, I'll just turn there quick, in, in Philippians, I want to read it to you, in chapter 3, and you know the verse well. The Apostle Paul says this, In my Bible, I like this, it says this about Paul. He was a lover of God, not a user of God. Are you a lover of Jesus? Are you a user of Him? Do you just go with to Him and pray when you need something? Or do you go to Him and just Relish the fact that you can be in His presence and honor Him and praise Him and glorify Him. You're going to have to ask... See, we're going to receive communion and that's why we're going through these questions. To prepare your hearts. Because the Holy Spirit will highlight. Shine a light in your heart and reveal to you maybe there's some areas... Paul said he was a, he said he was a lover of God not a user of God and whether he moved in Christ's resurrection power or was stretched to his last ounce of endurance it mattered little for Paul it was all a part of the most fulfilling journey of all truly knowing God Let me read the scripture this good one Jeremiah 9:23 says Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, let not the mighty man glory in his might, nor let the rich man glory in his riches, but let him who glories, glory in this, in what? That he understands and knows me. That I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. Ask yourself this morning, do you really know him? And I believe in all, we, we do the best that we can. I went to bed last night. She goes to bed and she's snoring immediately. It makes me angry.
6: Amen.
0: I go to bed and it, I have, I've had to, through the years, learn how to go to sleep. Because of my mind's going Everywhere. But I've recognized last night, during the course of a day, I said a few things, I did some things, and it really wasn't that bad. It might not have been classified sin, but I recognized, oh my God, I'm a work in progress and I'm going to be 65. I haven't arrived yet spiritually. I'm still growing spiritually. Granted, yes, I, I've grown and I, I know some things. I've learned some things. But I've recognized i got to know him more intimately. I want less of the old Mike. But I want to be more like Jesus. <clears throat> Amen? Next one. Next question, please. Number three. Am I truly aware of God's visitation upon the earth in this hour? Look at Luke 19. Luke 19. Am I fully aware of God's visitation upon the earth in this hour? Here again, the triumphal entry in in the Gospel of Luke. I'm going to start with verse 41. This is where Jesus weeps over Jerusalem. It says, Now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you'd known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you and close you in on every side, and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another. Now listen. Because you did not know the time of your visitation. The Message Bible says, All this because you did not recognize and welcome God's personal visit. The Living Bible says it this way. For you have rejected the opportunity God offered you. You have rejected the opportunity that God has offered you. Do you realize, folks, that there are people out there in the body of Christ that have no idea what God's doing upon the earth right now. They go through their exercise, exercising their their worship, religious, soulish worship, going through the, the motions every week, and they have no idea that God is moving. God is healing. God is bringing deliverance. And it's only going to increase. Isn't that good? In the days ahead, there'll be times I really firmly believe this, this presence of God will be so thick in here. All i do is tell you to sit down, be quiet, and that'll be the service. No preaching. Oh, I long for that. I'm hunked not for the pre, not, no preaching, but I long for the presence of God. I want that. I want that. In Matthew 16, it says, The Pharisees and the Sadducees came testing him, asked, them, asked that he would show them a sign from heaven, and he answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red, and in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red. And threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the time or the signs of the time. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. Then it says this. And he left them and departed. Do you? Are you discerning what God's doing? Are, are you recognized? Just leave up, please, those five questions. You don't need to go back and forth. Are you recognizing the hour in which you live right now? Are you excited about what God's doing? You know, I don't like the gas prices. No, I don't like all that stuff with the government. I don't like that. But it's going to Change. It's going to change. I promise you it's going to change. As cat curses, you'll be eating cake. I believe that. All this because you did not recognize and welcome God's personal visit. I want to pastor a congregation that is aware of God's visitation. I want a pastor, and as people come in, they don't have a clue. They just get saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, healed and delivered. You know, their families are ministered to, and they're growing in God. I want that. But I, the core group, the elite group. Are you part of the elite? I am. If you're not, get with the program. Discern God's visitation. John 1, in verse 11, it says, He came to His own, and His own did not receive Him. What is the day of visitation? The day of visitation is any time God comes in a special act of mercy or judgment. The day of visitation is any time God comes in a special act of judgment or mercy. In Noah's day, His ark sent a specific message. A flood is coming to wipe out the world. The people were not listening. They were not listening. There are people in the body of Christ not listening. And there there are people here today that they're kind of listening. Well, I'm saying you better open your ears and hear what is being spoken in this hour. Jesus said, Jerusalem, you will be destroyed because they did not recognize their time of visitation. Folks, the time of visitation is now and it's harvest time. Bottom line, it's harvest time. Look at question four. Everyone, ask it. What condition is your temple in? In Matthew twenty one, after Jesus entered Jerusalem, it says in verse twelve, it says, Then Jesus went into the temple of God, drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple, and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves, and he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you've made it a what? A den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. When did the blind and the lame enter the temple and be healed? After he dealt with all the commercial commercial aspects of what was going on. The buying and the selling. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the what? Children. I like that. And the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant and said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes, have you never read? Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you perfected praise. Then he left them and went out of the city to Bethany, and he lodged there. This is the second temple cleansing where the corruption and greed was dealt with. But I want you to see the people were healed after that. So I, we can apply this to your temple, because your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Got any tables need overturned in your temple? Do you have anything in your life in your heart right now needs to be driven out? Any worldliness? And listen, folks, every one of us in this room applies. This applies. What condition is your temple in? In 1 Corinthians. If you want to turn there, you can. I'll invite you to turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 12 says, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. That's good, isn't it? Foods for the stomach, stomach for foods, but God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for who? but for the Lord. And the Lord for the body, and God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by His power. Do you not know your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her, for the two, he says, shall become one flesh, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him? Please, sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Now, verse nineteen. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? We don't get that, folks. You are not your own. I'm not my own. For you were bought at a price. You were bought at a price. Say this. I was bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are who? God's. Our bodies, our temples are to be a house of prayer. We should not be ruled by our flesh. We all have, would you say with uplifted hands, that there's some areas in your flesh. (laughs) But you know, if you at least recognize it, discern it and do something about it, put your body under. Scripture says the pure in heart will see God. The what? Pure. Pure. In heart, will see God. And we're on the road to purity. And we all have work to do. But we can do it. Amen? Finally, this. Am I willing to examine my spiritual life in regards to my personal walk with the Lord and with other believers in the body of Christ? Let me say that once more. Am I willing to examine my neighbor's spiritual life? Oh, I'm sorry. Am I willing to examine that believer next to me at church? No. Am I willing to examine my spiritual walk in regards to my, our life in regards to my personal walk with the Lord and with other believers in the body of Christ? See, in the days ahead, what's going to happen, this prophetic. You know, what God is doing in the earth, God is going to begin to bring people together. I believe it. You know, other denominations. I'll be honest with you, I, I, I'm, I'm honored to have Stephen Darling here. They, they were a Lutheran background. Some of you maybe were a different background. But it's going to take all of us. And I've watched Stephen Action. <clears throat> And what God's put on his heart to do is God. So the of states, but we come together, we might not always see eye to eye, but we need to respect one another. Not, You know, there's people, I've had people leave the church through the years because they don't like me. They not, might not like Abe. They might not like my wife. You know, she doesn't play the organ. <laughs> and every preacher's wife should play the organ. She can't carry a tune in a bucket. She is not musically gifted. We're all different. And I told... We had a meeting yesterday. I i, I want to, to pastor and shepherd in these last days effectively. But I'm not going to win everyone. Not everyone's going to like my style. I, I'll... Uh, probably attract people that are very strong and opinionated people. I like those people. But we need all kinds of people in the days ahead. Don't we? Sure we do. So are you willing to examine your life in regards to your own personal walk with the Lord and with other believers in church? Psalm 26 2 the message says this. David said, examine me, God, from head to foot. Order your battery of tests. Make sure I'm fit inside and out. <laughs> I like that. Are you fit inside and out? Listen to this by Brenda. i the worship team come on up. I like this. She quotes Psalm one. It says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Before Jesus was crucified, one of His prayers was that brethren would be united. As believers, we're called the body of Christ, which reveals we're to function in harmony. A divided body is unhealthy, and that is why we must strive for unity. Obviously, We will not all agree on everything. We may see certain scriptures differently, misunderstand another's intentions, or even feel hurt by someone in the church. Even scripture we see where the early church dealt with differences. This is why during communion, Paul said we're to discern the Lord's body. Say that. Discern the Lord's body. Make a point to strive for oneness and ask the Lord to help you be a unifier in His body. This is me. I wrote this in in the margin. We're not discerning the Lord's body when we hold on to offenses and unforgiveness. We're not discerning the Lord's body when we can't forgive people. How many here have ever been offended? (laughs) How many of you probably have an opportunity to be offended in the days ahead? <coughs> you take a stand for truth, there'll be fiery darts coming your way. Well, we've got to get to the point where our feelings aren't hurt. And if, if, if you have that, if people do things, say things, you know how many she's offended me how long, 40 years? I've offended her for 40 years we're still together miracle how about you with your mate your kids your grandkids your boss your neighbor your relatives and he got some in-laws and outlaws yeah
6: <laughs> who was Just that is that you <laughs>
0: Well, it's truth. We all have these people. Let's work really hard at keeping our heart right. Amen? Now, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to read to you. Some, I'm just going to read some scriptures to you to help you remember Jesus. The word remember, he said, remember me. Do this in what? Remembrance of me. That word in the Greek means this to regather or to recollect memories. How many of you ever play a song that you like? How many of you like music? If I'm in the workshop and like that song, I've been known to play that song a half a dozen times over and over. I'm, I'm the only one that's ever done that. How many have ever done that? You like it? Good. I don't feel so weird then. over and over and over and over. And over. That's what this means, basically, to remember, to to regather or to recollect memories. It's an active calling to mind, actively calling to mind some things. So as I read these scriptures, it'll help you actively remember. Amen? Amen? In Hebrews... Just just listen. There's not too many of these. But just listen to these scriptures. Because they paint a picture. Hebrews 10 verse 5. I love this. Therefore, speaking of Jesus. When he came into the world. He said. Sacrifice and offering. You did not desire. He's speaking to the Father. But a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book it is written of me to do your will, O God. Previously saying, Sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings and offerings for sin you did not desire nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. Then he said, Behold, I've come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first, that he might establish the second. By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. John 1 verse 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said... Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Isaiah 53, verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before it shears is. Sh-. I can't even read my writing. Oh, here. And as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. First Peter 1, verse 18. Knowing that you were not redeemed. Listen. You were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious, precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. In Revelation, in chapter 5, verse 8 Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Now listen, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on thee. Earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was ten thousand times, ten thousands and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing." And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth. And such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Isaiah 53 verse 3. This is the Amplified remembering Jesus. He was despised and rejected and forsaken by men, a man of sorrows and pains, acquainted with grief and sickness. And like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we did not appreciate his worth or have any esteem for him. Surely he has borne our griefs, our sicknesses, weaknesses, distresses. Carried our sorrows and pains of punishment, yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted by God, as if with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our guilt and iniquities, and the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. We are healed and made whole. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has made to light upon him the guilt and iniquity of us all. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Romans 5:8 but he de- but he demonstrated his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I'm almost done. Matthew 27 verse 26. It says this verse 32. Now as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they come to a place called Golgotha, that is to say the place of a the skull, they gave his, him sour wine mingled with gall to drink, but when he had tasted it, he would not drink. Then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Verse 45. From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there when they heard that said, this man's calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come and save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth quaked and the rocks were split and the graves were opened. Many bodies of the saints who'd fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared, appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake... And the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. One more scripture. Why am I doing this? Because you need need to hear the Word of God. That's the only thing that can paint the appropriate picture. Hebrews 10, verse 19. Therefore... For he who promised is faithful. We can come now boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy. Amen. Amen. Now, what I'd like to do, I want the ushers to wait upon the people. We have a cup of juice. The bread is directly underneath. And another cup. Everyone here today is invited to the table if you're a born-again believer. Amen. Take the cup. Hold on to it. We're going to listen to Paige sing. Then I'll get up and we'll do it all together as a family. Amen. Search your hearts this morning. Examine your heart. Hopefully, some scripture, some word that I spoke today would be quickened to you. God loves you. We just need sometimes to make some adjustments. If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So let's make the necessary adjustments. Amen. Sings this, listen intently. chapter 11 verse 23 says for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me we receive the bread this day by faith your precious body and all that it endured for us before the cross, on the cross, after the cross. We remember that our sickness and our diseases, all our anxiety and distresses, all our pain was laid upon that body. And with your stripes we're healed. So today, Lord, if there are people here that need healing, We believe the word of the Lord today, that by your stripes, I am healed. Say that, by your stripes, I am healed. We also remember we're one body, one family, no one better than anyone else. All of us, different personalities, different motivations, different gifts, but we need each other. And the body cannot function without everyone doing their part. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. We receive this cup this morning, which represents your blood. We thank you, Lord Jesus, without the shedding of your blood, there be no remission. There be no forgiveness of sin. Thank you, Lord, that blood cleanses our sins, past, present, and future. We thank you today. Everyone in this room overcomes by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So we give you praise. We give you glory, our Lord and Savior, Jesus. We love you, we honor you, we worship you, and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Stand up today. They call this a love feast. That means we're supposed to love one another. We have no choice, folks. You've got to love me. And I gotta love you. That's what's gonna make us strong and effective and successful in the days ahead. I wanna pray and bless you and those symbols. Abe. Lift your hands. Father, today we worship you, we thank you. All the word that we've heard, watch over your word to perform it in all of our lives individually in this church, corporately. Oh, Jesus, we thank You. Jesus, we look forward to You coming back. But until then, we'll go about doing good. Healing all that are oppressed of the devil, for God is with us. I call this body of believers strong in the Lord. Lord. I say, signs, wonders, and miracles follow this body of believers. Their speech is always with grace, seasoned with salt. So they'll always have a ready answer, a wise answer for those who ask them questions. I thank you, Lord, for your manifested glory upon us in the days ahead. Oh, Lord, we long for that glory and your presence. Spirit of grace continue to teach us how to function, how to work together. So your glory will manifest, not just in these four walls, but wherever we go. Use us, Lord, and let us be vessels of honor, sanctified and useful for the master and prepared for every good work ahead. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Kingdom minded people, you are. We thank you, Father, this day. And all God's people said, I love Jesus. Jesus. And look at your neighbor and say, I love you. I love you. Amen. Now, is there anything else? Go about and be the church this week. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.